0: Podcast One Production. A lot of people get put off it because they see it as hard work. And because of that, too, I think you tend to gravitate to people that you know, not necessarily the people that you should know. And networking is really about widening that web for you.
1: I'm Margie Hartley, executive coach to senior leaders around the globe, as well as 11 of the top ASX listed companies. And this is Fast Track. Networking and connecting is something we're all told to do to succeed at work. The problem seems to be most of us are resistant to networking as an activity. It can eat into personal time or just seem disingenuous. So we're faced with a dilemma how do we network and connect authentically if it's important for our success? To help us navigate this conundrum, is Karen Bozik, Group CEO of Craveable Brands, which includes A Porto, Chicken Treat and Red Rooster. She's had an illustrious career. Karen, thank you for coming to talk to us today about this topic, which often causes a lot of people angst. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Now, I'm going to ask straight off the back, in your personal insights, what are they about networking and connecting? Yeah,
0: I think sometimes we don't really imagine just the opportunities um, that we can unlock through networking, but also I think sometimes we see it as taking and not necessarily what we have to give in that equation, and I think sometimes that puts us off. But on a personal perspective, I've always found networking to have unlocked many doors for me, whether that be around uh, insights, whether that be around connections or opportunities. For example, we are only sitting here today, Margie, because we met uh, through a mutual connection in our network. And a a good illustration, I think, of that again is sort of to talk a bit about the year that I had last year. Mm. And I had a really, uh, what I would call a sliding doors year last year in in my career and it it rocked me, but in the end it all sort of worked out more, more than good. And so last year, I found myself at what I would say is the uh, the bad end of a restructure and ended up finding out I was out of a job I loved in a business that I loved and thinking to myself, my goodness, how do I reinvent myself from here and find that next great opportunity? But about the same time, uh, I'd found out that um, I'd won a scholarship to go to INSEAD from Chief Executive Women. And the only reason I ever applied for that scholarship was because I had two people in my network tap me on the shoulder and say, Karen, have you thought about applying for this scholarship? So whilst one sad door closed, another one opened. And I then also had to go around finding that next opportunity um, for the next role in and amongst that scholarship. And so really, I s- sat down the, and did the arduous task again of looking at everyone that I knew and starting to think about the people that I didn't. And uh, starting to build that bridge and that web of connecting with people that I thought could help me on my journey, but also that I thought I could meet and, uh, and bring something on the table for them. And thankfully, I can say you're on, <laughs> I'm in a great role now in a business I love and, uh, and richer for the experience of having gone away last year to do some study.
1: Yeah, well, I imagine creating a network while you're away too that would be international in its nature.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, And I think the other thing too, um, having been away, I mean I met 75 people from around the world from different fields last year um, which was just an amazing experience. But if COVID has taught us anything recently, you don't have to physically be with someone to network and connect. And one of the joys I've had actually during this COVID period is instead of trying to find that half a day or, two, you know, two or three hours to meet with someone, I can ping someone and say, hey, ready for a, for a Zoom or a Teams or whatever it is for an now and just connect with them and see what they're up to.
1: Sounds to me, though, that your network and your experience, you've you described my network and for me, that, that might be a kind of an esoteric thing. What is this network? Like, what are we talking about when we describe a network?
0: Yeah, great question. I think, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have thought my network was the 10 to 20 people that were really close to me that if I thought uh, if I needed a favour, I could ask them and they might do it for me. But now I realise my network is actually much, much wider than that and, you know, it actually runs into the thousands and whilst I don't know everyone in that thousands, you know, two or three thousand people really, really well, um, there's certainly people that I could get to know well or ask a favour and they might say no but there's certainly people I could connect with. Now how you interact with all those people is really different, right? The people that are in that inner circle, that 10 or 20, from a professional sense, you're probably catching up with Uh, an awful lot because, you know, you might have a lot more in common, you see them more regularly in the workspace. But that wider network you might be drawing on them uh, when you see something that's of interest that you think might be useful to them um, or someone else mentions their name to you and you say, oh, I haven't connected with you for quite some time now. Hey, someone mentioned to me, I wonder how you're going, checking in. So I think you can broaden that net very, very easily. And one of my great insights from study last year uh, we did a great session actually on networking over there. In a business sense, um, there are really only two degrees of separation. And this is quite astonishing <laughs> when you sit back and think about it. But when you jump on LinkedIn or anything like that, you it, it's so true. And, um, you know, we played this game effectively in this course I did last year across the 75. And we got there within two or three degrees of separation, even on a
1: global sense. So so the game being thinking of somebody you'd like to meet yeah. and finding out who in the room can connect you via two steps to get there.
0: That's right. And, and much like um, if you played Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, very similar concept. Mm-hmm. Well, we did that too. And there was no one we couldn't connect with globally.
1: Amazing. I used to play that in the eighties, so I don't know (laughs) anyone who's aging me. (laughs) That reference. So this idea of networking is just a collection of people that you meet and experience on a professional level.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, But what people don't realise is their network um, may not just be formed in a professional sense. You know, um, if you've like me and you've got kids, I spend a lot of time on a sporting field, for example, or up at the local school, or personal hobbies. And when you get to know people. Um, there's lots of people there that are really interesting people that you can help, but they can also help you in your professional career. Um, You know, I'm fortunate that, you know, I have hobbies like cycling and things like that, people that I ride with, and the connections and friendships I've made through that, which at the time, and I don't want that to sound disingenuous, but at the time I didn't think twice about, but have come back time and time again uh, to open doors for me is, you know, it's not just good luck. I think you can make that sort of thing happen quite easily.
1: Okay. So it's not actually forced activities to network. It's not actually going out and handing everyone your business card. It's much more around connecting with people in your daily life and seeing this as a long game. Is that right?
0: I think it's a bit of both, if I'm honest. So I think you have parts of your network where it's more natural where that's going to happen informally and you can do some of that. But I think to really get good at networking, you actually have to be a bit disciplined about it and you need to make time for it.
1: Okay, so what does that look like? (laughs) Because I am the great anti-networker. I try really hard, but um, it doesn't always work for me and my... Extrovert personality, you would be surprised, but I, I don't I don't have the discipline. I'm love. It. I love to yeah. find out what is the dis what is the disciplined way to go about networking. Especially if you're thinking about your career.
0: Yeah, it's a good one, and I think a lot of people get put off it because they see it as hard work, and because of that too, I think you tend to gravitate to people that you know, not necessarily the people that you should know. And networking is really about widening that web for you. So the discipline I'm talking about is about sitting down and doing really simply to start with who are the people you know and who are the people you'd like to get to know and then working out those, those connections. And then when you can work out the opportunities to expand that network, you actually need to be quite consistent and I would say almost a little bit methodical and do your research. So what is it that these people um, have in their background that's of interest to you or you might be able to offer back to them to start with? So that when you do get in the opportunity to have a conversation with them or a connection with them, you can find that common point of interest, which of course makes things memorable as well at the same time. Right. Um, The other thing I think too is um, you need to plan these sessions. So if you're going to meet someone particularly for the first time, make sure you understand a bit about them. Make sure you understand what you can offer to the table, Um, but equally um, what it is you're seeking to achieve out of that meeting. I think there's nothing worse when you meet someone for the first time, particularly if it's a business sense and they spend the first 45 minutes of a session trying to find out background about you, which is really obvious um, if they'd spent 5, 10 minutes stalking you on social media. Uh, and then, sort of hit you up for something right at the end, that sort of it doesn't feel authentic and it doesn't feel genuine.
1: So here's a question for you. You've mentioned the word genuine a couple of times. Yeah. Now, networking is often seen as very salesy. I I had a people and culture, an HR person, say to me recently, oh, Maggie, can you introduce me to a few people that you know because I'm finding every time I go to a networking session, I'm hit up five or six or seven times to buy Mm. something. Mm. So networking's got a bad name because of the sales piece as well. What are are your thoughts about that?
0: Yeah, so I would think networking is more useful from a – connections, insights and information, relationship, and in some respects, and I'm going to use the word power, and power is sometimes a word that particularly women, I think, find quite unattractive. But what's powerful about it is if you're the person that has a strong network, then you are able to help others. And when you start to help others and see networking more about what you can give, you'll find they're then asking and and they're taking much easier to reconcile in your head and it doesn't feel not genuine uh, in that regard. Um, I think the other thing that makes that really easy um is if you can get what I would call a warm introduction to someone.
1: Oh, so, a warm introduction. A warm I know introduction. what a cold
0: one is, but <laughs> yeah. tell me about the warm one. And cold are often a bit abrasive. So a, a warm one is where if you know someone that knows someone else that you're looking to get to, that, that contact of yours makes that introduction to you. And I would say um whether I've been on the receiving end of someone, connecting me to someone and asking me to meet with them, I have never denied a request. And likewise, I've never been denied a request when the shoe's been on the other foot. And um, and the reason for that too, I think, is when you finally get the opportunities to make that connection, take the time to get into the small talk and really understand the person um, and, and then it becomes more genuine again as opposed to, you know, not authentic.
1: Was there a moment in your career where you realised and had the realisation that networking and connection were actually really important to your career?
0: Yeah, I think a couple of times that's come to fruition. So um, I think I've shared with you before, virtually every uh, role I've ever had has come through my own network. And it is a well-known fact that um, 70% of all work opportunities actually come from your own network. So people spend a lot of time looking for ads, you know, with search firms and they're valuable too. But at the end of the day, most opportunities are going to come through your own network, particularly the more senior you get. So that's been true of me too. Um, But I would also say probably a couple of years ago, I realised I had a lot of people calling me (laughs) for information and looking to meet people. And then I was thinking, wow, actually, um, the great thing about networking is um, I can help people. And that actually is a wonderful feeling to have. And in my experience, again, I would say that you know often a lot of the really busy people are the great people at networking because actually they enjoy helping other people so they find the time to do it it's a lot more gratifying than other things we have to do in our roles
1: so um what do we say <laughs> What do we say? (laughs) I've just actually come off the phone this morning where there's somebody in my world who has lost their job and they're trying to do a reinvention. And I just asked the question, what should they do? How should they navigate it to one of my colleagues? And they said, uh, tell me a bit more. Tell me a bit more. Tell me a bit more. And I added a few um, colourful pieces that might be helpful about who that person knew and their charismatic nature and... They said, great, send me the CV and I'm sending it to so-and-so. So that was, for me, a great sort of example of the networking. But that person was really curious. They didn't shut down the conversation. How do we, how do we network in a way? How, what do we say to people? How do we make it useful rather than just, here's my CV and, you know, I'd like another job or I want, you know, this from you? What are the tips you've got around that connection piece?
0: Yeah, so I come back to that warm introduction is certainly helpful. So in your example, you knew the individual and probably could have put some colour around that person. You may not have worked with that person, but you know the calibre of that person. So they're high energy, you know, you'd be able to talk to attributes about that. I think the more you can put that personal spin or make that relevant to the person that's going to connect with is super helpful in that regard. If you just get a cold CV, you kind of go, I get a heap of those all the time. That's not not very helpful. But I also think if you're the person that's trying to get that CV out there, you've got to think about what might be the traction point for the person receiving that. You know, what is it that is of interest to that or, or is there something that you can actually give to that person which makes it feel like, oh, hang on, this person might be able to talk to me about this particular topic and then you might have the opportunity around that to say, well, I can also help you with this. My current role that I'm in is only because I offered to help someone with something and then, you know, things happen and all of a sudden a week later they were talking to me about a different role I didn't even know existed a week before. So you just never know where these things can lead to. Um, So I would say be generous in your time. Think about what you can do, what you can give. And doors tend to open very easily when you have something like that to offer.
1: Yeah, and if I was to build on that, I'd say be curious about what other people are doing and what they need and what their focus is. Because we tend, when we're trying to achieve something or we have needs, to push forward our very needs without remembering that it's a two-way street, which is part of your give and take point that I really like that you mentioned early on.
0: You've raised a great point, what I would call as a learning mindset. So, you know, networking be just as much about um, getting insights, information, what's happening out there. I mean, one of the things I really enjoyed when I had my time off last year was getting to know different people in different sectors, learning what was going on, stuff I didn't even know existed. And, and I realised actually, even now that I'm in a role, you know, you want to network in the good times and the bad. That's the other thing that keeps it very genuine. You don't want to just pop up when, you know, you need something. Um, but, but that's easy to do when you find that you're getting so much enjoyment out of it and you're able to exchange ideas and share information. Yeah. It's very rewarding and it's interesting.
1: One of the leaders I work with says everyone's always networking and it doesn't mean that you need to be false in that approach but it's actually every interaction you have is an opportunity and you don't know where it's going to lead to and I mean your career you've worked I can name you know the number of organizations that everybody will know very clearly Harvey Norman and Rebel and you've been at Woolworths and you've had an illustrious career and yet you've never been really I mean you've been interviewed but you've you've mm-hmm. always been recommended into a role and that says a lot for networking and for connection
0: yes as I said, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without that, whether it be for wise counsel or being in the right spot at the right time because I've made that connection. Um, you just don't know what's out there if you're not make, making the effort to go out there and find it.
1: So you mentioned those connections with people as you go through your work life. Coming into a new industry at Craveable Brands, how have you navigated that?
0: Yeah, look, it's um, it was a bit tricky because not only did I come into this new industry but it also came in it um, during a pandemic and a lot of people would be sitting there and go, well, how do you network and make friends when you're sitting at home in in what I call my corona cave presently um, working from there? But, um, again, I think, you know, necessity is the mother of invention and one of the nice things about growing in confidence in networking is, uh, you know, I've had to reach out and get to know the top CEOs and players in an industry that I didn't know before and that's been as simple as, again thinking of someone I know who might know them that might be able to introduce them, and then having the confidence quite literally uh, to pick up the phone and say, "Hi, you don't know me, but I think we have a lot in common. and, and whilst we might be competitors, actually we've got a real industry outlook um, to address here and in, in how we as a group respond to a, to, to circumstances we've never seen before. So it's been, it's been really nice, actually, if there's a silver lining around it. What networking has proven to me here is um, you can actually unite with what would be perceived enemies and find some common interest um, you know, to really improve the industry.
1: So you just have to be a little bit brave and know that it's for the greater good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, when you pick up the phone and you have these conversations, I come back to that two degrees of separation. I think about each of those phone calls. Within minutes we'd identified about five people that we all knew in common you know, there was an interest, uh, immediate connection around that and being able to share some insights. So it was hugely valuable.
1: And one of the things I think is also important to share is this idea of being clear about what you want Mm -hmm. without being demanding and being wishy-washy doesn't get you actually (laughs) anywhere and not being clear about what your goals or aspirations might be or your strengths. And so being able to talk about those is an important preparation prior to networking in my view. Anyway, what are your thoughts?
0: Totally agree. I mean, in this day and age, it's almost a bit lazy to turn up to a meeting and not have good information about it. There's so much information out there about people, the organisations they work in, what they're interested in. Uh, I had a meeting last year as an example. It was with an exec search firm, and it was a very transactional type meeting. And I tried to sort of probe and get find something in common that we had. And it was only about sort of 25 minutes into the meeting, I realised this man and I had cycling in common. And once we talked about that for 10 minutes, the whole meeting dynamic changed. And all of a sudden, you know, I I found out we knew a lot of people in common. I was able to introduce him to someone. He agreed he would help me um, in my journey and looking for a role. And And uh, it it can also ease into that uneasiness in a conversation as well. You know, you know something that you might be able to prod and get the conversation warmed up and started with if you've done some work beforehand.
1: So the energy completely shifts when you're able to make those connection points. Years ago, when I was a stay-at-home mum for a number of years with three children under two and a half, (laughs) um, my then-husband asked me to go to a dinner and I went along and I sat next to somebody and they said, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mum with three kids under two and a half. And his eyes rolled in front of me. <laughs> and I said, look, let's agree, I'm not all that interested in business finance and you're not all that interested in the things that present as me as a stay-at-home mum. Hey, what do you love to do? Do you have some pets? No. Okay, what sort of sport do you do? And then we set on travel and we had the best night. We had the better night than I think anyone at the table. So it was like we'd set the rules of engagement about what we were going to talk about. Yeah. And he's still in touch with me, that that young man, even though I'm divorced. Right.
0: Yeah, but that's <laughs> so, Books, isn't it? Yeah, Those common are points of interest and, and make you memorable so that next time that door's open for you to go back.
1: Yeah, well, which was which was going to be a question I wanted to ask. How do you make and forge anchor sort of memories with people? And uh, is there anything else above and beyond that connection and commonality?
0: Yeah, I think a couple of things. So first of all, if I've met with someone, I generally always follow up and say, thank you so much that we caught up. You know, I really enjoyed um, our conversation about X, Y and Z. I've taken that away. Or if I've promised to do something for someone, I do it and I follow up. And make sure I let them know that that's been done. And you build credibility in that relationship. There's just a couple of tricks, I think, that are quite helpful. It's just being courteous, I think,
1: too. Yeah. You seem like somebody who's a bit of an extrovert, to be honest. You like connecting. You like people. It's official. Great. (laughs) Okay, I called it, everybody. Uh, So that's fantastic. But what if we're naturally introverted? What is it for an introvert? How can they open up the world of networking and connection if it's not a natural place to go?
0: Yeah, so... I think a couple of things. First of all, it's like anything that practice makes perfect. The more often you do this, the easier it becomes. But start somewhere easy. So, you know, start in that inner circle we sort of touched on before. Those people get really good at connecting with them and they'll find that they'll give you a warm place to land in the next expansion of your circle take the steps that you sort of feel comfortable to bridge that gap for you. Um, I'm much better now than I was 10, 20 years ago. You know, these days if I want to meet someone, I'll work it out pretty quickly and I might call them directly if I find a, find a number uh, or ping them, but I would never have done that 15, 20 years ago. And um, I think it's, it's also about growing in confidence about who you are and what you have to offer. And when you start to see that people find that valuable in those early conversations, you'll feel more confident about expanding that web.
1: Okay, so if I'm to sum up, we're really looking for the understanding and the belief that networking and connection are important aspects of career and success. And if we know ourselves, and we know what we want and who we are, and then we've got a few skills to expand that network, then that's actually going to pay off All the way through our career. So, just a bit of discipline and a bit of uh, mindset and intention, and they they really could open some massive doors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I would add to that generosity. So, be equally generous with your time as people are to you.
1: Amazing. Karen, thank you so much for your time today. I've learned some things, and it's reminded me I need to get back out there and network. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks, Margie. Fast Track was presented by me, Margie Hartley, and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Tina Matalov. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. To hear more episodes, listen for free at podcastoneaustralia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Fast Track Podcast.